So this morning, our scripture lesson is just two verses. But you are going to be hearing it in four different languages. Familiar verses in English. I share first uh, in English, John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And now Izzy and her mom, Laura, will share with us in French. Qui a Dieu un temps aimé le monde qui a donné son Fils unique. Afin que quiconque croit en lui ne périsse point, mais qu'il ait la vie éternelle. Dieu, en effet, n'a pas envoyé son Fils dans le monde pour qu'il juge le monde, mais pour que le monde soit sauvé par lui. Turn your attention now to the screen. Our office administrator... Jen Royer will share this word with you in German. Das Evangelium nach Johannes Kapitel 3, 16 und 17. Denn also hat Gott die Welt geliebt, dass er seinen eingeborenen Sohn gab, damit alle, die an ihn glauben, nicht verloren werden, sondern das ewig Leben haben. Then God had seinen Son nicht in die Welt gesandt, dass er die Welt richte, sondern dass er die Welt durch ihn gerettet werde. Das Wort der Herrn. To state the obvious, that was not our office administrator, Jen Royer. That was recorded by Jen. Uh, let's pray. Oh God, thank you for this word that comes to us this morning in a number of languages from a number of people. Open our hearts and our heads to understand what it truly means for for you to have loved and to continue to love this world. Amen. Thank you. I have one more reading for you. This comes in Spanish. From me. John 3, 1, 3, 16. Por que de tal manera amó Dios al mundo? Que ha dado a su hijo un genito para que todo aquel que en cri no se pierda mas tenga vida eterna. Porque no invito Dios a su hijo al mundo para condenar el mundo sino para que el mundo se salvo por él. That was a practiced reading, but not very good. (laughs) Hard to do, to read in another language. Probably harder yet to listen to it, especially for those who speak Spanish. Maybe a few words you recognized in the readings this morning from different languages other than English. In Spanish, 
or German or French. But most of us, probably all of us in the sanctuary this morning, for us, our first language is English. It is easier to understand. Over the years here in the sanctuary, we have heard this passage read in Korean and in Mandarin. Very few of those words, if any, we recognized in those languages. And yet, we know that over 400 million people understand Spanish as their first language. In the uh, Chinese languages, which there are a number, 1.2 billion people hear the word of God in that language. But it is so difficult for us. We haven't even considered all God's children in African nations, in India, in countries large and small around the world. For God so loved the world, the created order, All people, no matter the color of their skin, the language they speak, the places they live. And because God so loved the world, so we are called to love and care for the world. One of John Wesley, the father of Methodism's most famous quotes is, the world is my parish. While this was his defense when challenged and criticized for preaching outside the walls of the church. We as Methodists have claimed this for a broader meaning. For me, when I was appointed here at Stone, as in my earlier appointments, I was told by at that time Bishop Tom Bickerton that not only was I appointed to serve Stone Church, and now Bethany, but I was appointed to serve the Meadville community. The world is our parish, that uh, those outside the walls and the membership of this church are also my concern, our concern. All of us proclaiming that God so loved the world by the way we love the world. Our concerns, this morning you can feel it, right, and just seeing just seeing you all here in the sanctuary, knowing who is worshiping with us this morning. Our hearts are heavy. We're concerned about those we know and love in these places of danger. That is real. God expects that and knows that about us. That those, that's why we said this morning, we said the names of these people. Dave Milhouse and Charlotte and Lisa and Steve and such a long list of those we know and love. That is good. We need to care for them. And we need to remember always, right, God so loves not just who we love, but the whole world. The devastation of Hurricane Ian and that of Fiona in Puerto Rico. We're going to keep checking on those we know and love, and we will continue as the people of God to show our love by how we give and live. There is not a season of life where our United Methodist Committee on Relief doesn't come into play. It is, I believe, our most, uh, the most treasured body within the United Methodist denomination. So right now, this morning, persons from our denomination, UMCOR, are on the ground and in places where people ha- are in need. We've got the system in place. Many of us, including myself, have asked this week, what do we do about all of this? I'm going to encourage all of us within this uh, body that we call STOME to uh, continue 
to think about, be open to ideas about how we can help. Many of them will come to us, I do believe, through UMCOR. We'd already planned that our November in-gathering of goods going into Thanksgiving time will be for items for, they used to be called flood buckets, they're now called cleaning buckets. You've seen them, if you've been in and out of the church over these last few years, you've, you've seen them. We've been using big orange Home Depot buckets. There's particular items that go in. This is going to be a long recovery. This is, we know it. This is going to be a long recovery. And what these flood buckets are going to do is when people start to go back to their homes and you're overwhelmed, I don't even have a brush, I don't have a garbage bag, these will be handed out, these will be distributed through our United Methodist Committee on Relief Workers on those sites. We have within our conference the Eastbrook Mission Barn. It is one of our denominational hubs um, so that people coming and going, they'll come in trucks and, and uh, these buckets that we're going to help produce, uh, that we're going to put together are going to be going to places in need. I want us to feel good about that. It is us as a denomination, as a church and an individuals at work. We have other commitments, though, right around the world. I was thinking about this. Um, we know that once news stories go by, that there is still great need in those places. A number of years ago, um, I think it was maybe four, maybe even five years ago, our Sunday school program committed to sponsoring a child in Bangladesh, Sacho. He is now a 12-year-old boy. We support him monthly, and every now and then we have had a bake sale to raise money so that we can uh, continue to support this little boy in Bangladesh. We don't hear much about Bangladesh right now, but he's still in need, and there is, uh, we have still made that commitment. So next Sunday morning, bring your goods or bring your dollars, because <laughs> we're going to have a bake sale to support our Compassion International child. The world is our parish because scripture tells us that Jesus tells us that God so loved the world. And because God loved the world so and loves the world, so do we. And that is why we do good. Another quote from John Wesley that is beloved, not just of Methodists, but is this. Wesley, in giving instructions on how one might live, said, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. So that's our work, that's our mission, that's why we're called to pray, to give, and to serve, because God so loved the world. Ah. So as uh, we prepare to receive communion and we do think of what the good we're called to do in this world that is in such